This is the Opening Market Podcast on the Iowa Agribusiness Radio Network. I'm Dustin Huffman. We're on the phone right now with Mike Long of Allendale. And Mike, we are uh, getting ready to start another week of trading. And what are we seeing heading into this Monday session? Well, just a very aggressive move higher here last night. You had a lot of these markets up 4 or 5%. Uh, and really getting moving on these weather maps. They've been very cool and wet, and fairly recently, up until about last week, they started to turn more on the hot, dry side. Uh, a lot of people are going to be focused on really what kind of crop development we're looking at, how quickly this corn is going through maturity, but especially as we go into August, if this weather map does persist, what that could possibly mean for pod fill on these beans. All right, and so you know, we're looking at this warm and dry coming up here. I mean, we're getting a little rain here and there in Iowa, not enough to really do a whole lot of benefit, but, I mean, anything's better than nothing. But, you know, how, how much, what are we seeing with some of the states and stuff that what we're seeing? I know crop progress comes out later on this afternoon. I mean, what have we been seeing? We were talking, like, massive droughts here in the, in the western Corn Belt earlier this season. Where are we at now? Right now, we're, we're right in pace with the five-year average for good to excellent rating, and it seems like from most reports, we're uh, maybe a week or two behind on the actual progress, which as we're looking typically around this time frame for peak uh, pollination period for that corn, it could be delayed a little bit further, which is why these weather maps and how the 6 to 10 day, 11, 15 days staying hot and dry really is pushing trade towards that more uh, risk-neutral standpoint after the huge soft we saw going into the end of quarter two. So outside of weather, what other forces are, are putting uh, any kind of pressure or aid on the markets? Uh, really a lot of the forces, especially with this huge liquidity problem we've been having this year, is what the managed money's been doing. And we saw them continue to liquidate positions. And we see them less than 50% of their max uh, long position in the core market and really just seeing that more liquidation process. It's something that we have this threat of recession and a very real threat of potential uh, for the Fed to come in here and have to raise rates after the job numbers we had last week. Uh, so really the main focus is what is managed money going to do? Are they going to take this opportunity after they flushed out their position to potentially add a little bit? Maybe they want to get some exposure to the grains with the hotter, drier forecast, or are they going to continue to just take the money out of the market place it on the sideline and look to reinvest it later after a little bit more knowledge has taken place. We've got CPI numbers this week. We've got PPI. We've got the, uh, uh, the University of Michigan uh, sentiment index on Friday. So all these economic indicators potentially is what we have the more managed money uh, situation looking like as we go into the end of the week. Now, as we look at livestock, Mike, I mean, obviously when corn and soybeans go up, usually that's not good for cattle and hogs, but what are we seeing going into Monday? It's a very interesting move on the livestock side of things because you're battling a few different stories. Lower inventories, um, very steady cash trade, an economic macro market that's more negative, and as you just mentioned, you've got the feed side of things that is expensive and continues to be expensive, even with the flesh that we've seen. So, they seem like they are relatively muted, and I wouldn't really expect a whole lot out of this livestock market at these levels. Just more of this larger sideways chop with all these competing factors uh, really fighting about whether or not we're going to recession. You're going to see less wants for that more premium protein, or if this uh, corn market does run higher, is that going to be something that we see a continued uh, 
setback in the actual livestock side of things or with the lower inventories, is that something that's finally going to catch weight? And after we've seen managed money get a record short for feeder cattle a couple of weeks ago, want to add to that and with some longer term forecast on a tighter supply going forward. All right. Well, Mike, uh, a lot of good information here as always. Uh, if people want to get in touch with Allendale, talk about some marketing strategies, how do they get in touch? They can call us at 800-2-MARKET. That's 800-262-7538. All right. Well, Mike, we thank you so much for the input. Anytime. Thanks for having me on. That again was Mike Long of Allendale. Let's take a look at those futures numbers. September corn up 14 and a quarter at 647 and a half. December up 14 and a quarter at 638 even. August soybeans up 10 and a quarter at 1524 and a quarter. November up 11 and a three quarters at 1408 and a quarter. Soy meal for August up $2.50 at 433.80. Soy oil up 68 cents at 63.27. Chicago wheat up eight at 999 and three quarters. Minneapolis down one and a quarter at 945 and a half. Oats for September down two and a half at 490 and a quarter. October live cattle down 42 cents at 138.52. August feeders down a buck 12 at 170.60. July lean hogs 40 cents higher at 113.25. Pork cutouts unchanged at 112.80. Class three milk unchanged at 22.79. Thanks again to Mike Long of Allendale for joining us today on the Opening Market Podcast here on the Iowa Agribusiness Radio Network, where Iowa Ag matters.